Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, we love doing these... Look at your laughing already. <laughs> we love doing these little practice sessions of if you were a commissioner for a day, and we've yeah. done baseball, we've done football, we've done basketball, but you decided... To go right for my heart at the sport, my first love, soccer. <laughs> yep. And uh, I guess I'm going to be the president-elect of FIFA yes, for a day. You are the president-elect. All right. You're, you only get one day, Ooh, but okay. you can make three things, three around three. <laughs> yeah. Three things you would want to eliminate from the game or from FIFA, and three things you want to would want to add back in. Okay. Now, I will say, full disclosure here, I'm not as... Uh, up to date on the happenings of soccer and FIFA, yeah. but you certainly are. So I will let you uh, take the lead. But I will say that when I hear the word corruption, usually it's <laughs> followed by FIFA. Yes, it is. <laughs> so so I'll just leave it at that and say you take it. I wanted the picture like Sepp Blatter when he had the money falling in behind him <laughs> yeah. when Qatar got announced as the World Cup. Like I would love that. I'm not gonna yes. lie, I'd put that in my home office. But I I had a tough time with this because okay. soccer really is like one of the purest games. I really love a lot about it as a fan. Mm-hmm. But I did come up with some suggestions, okay, ideas and things that. You know, I would consider putting into the game, and you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this now. I would love to be the the commish that pushes the boundaries, knowing that maybe we'll have to pull it back. Fair enough. I and just want to say that now. Should do, right? Yeah, we're gonna test it. We're gonna put it. If we're in England, it might not go into the Premier League year one, but you know what? That right. in those minor leagues, they're gonna get some get some action. And before we jump in too far, give everyone kind of a summary of like FIFA is like is there's a bunch of different soccer leagues that make up FIFA. Is yeah. That right? So FIFA, I always forget how to pronunciate the acronym. So it's, um, let me pull it up. Here it is. Come on, Ben. Uh. There we go. The Federation of International de, F- de Football Association. So it started in Switzerland, actually. Okay. And the idea was, okay, England's got soccer, Spain's got soccer, Italy's got soccer, you know, France, France has soccer, Germany's got soccer, Ukraine, everyone's got soccer. Why don't we have tournaments, and we can all make money together, and okay. we can determine rules across all leagues. So the idea is Barclays Premier League isn't controlled necessarily by FIFA. It's overseen. FIFA okay. is supposed to be a steward. And that's what makes the corruption so reprehensible is uh, this is somebody that's supposed to be taking care of soccer. And instead they prioritize making money off of it. Think of it like the NCAA. It doesn't own those colleges. Right. It oversees them. Got it. So that's Perfect how analogy. FIFA works, okay. right? Good. So when FIFA puts ideas out there, leagues don't always have to take them. The idea, though, is... If you don't take them on, you'll probably be excluded from certain cups. Uh, So, for example, in Europe, there's the Champions League, which is the top four teams in every single league of the top league of that country. So, for example, England's top league, Barclays. The top four teams from that league go to the Champions League. They're invited every single year. Right. And so what they'll do is they play a tournament with all the teams from around Europe and whoever stands at the end is the champion of the Champions League, right? The top finishers of all these teams. So that'd be a great FIFA tournament. Obviously, the World Cup's another. Yep. But behind it is you want them to be planners and editors, but they're not absolute rulers. Okay. So they do kind of carry a commissioner role. So with that being said, get ready to throw <laughs> things at me because okay. I, I had too much fun with this, okay. and I had to boil a lot of it down. <laughs> so here is... My first column, which is 
active conversations that okay. I have with soccer fans. Um, I just called it active conversations. So you're a commissioner. You're walking down the street. You run into some soccer players, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, hey, I have a great idea. Yeah. Right? Let's yeah, hear. and they'll probably be like, yeah, that seems great, Ben. Okay. I'm like, that's why they nominated me. Throw the money in there. <laughs> so hear. my thought is more indirect kicks inside the box. So for those that don't know what I'm talking about, there's a term in soccer called a free kick, right? Yeah. And a free kick is also another word for an indirect kick, meaning you it's not a penalty. It's not okay. on the spot. You get to kick it, and it's at a weird angle. It could be anywhere placed on the field. Most people don't know that if you foul somebody inside the box. The goalie, when you say the box, you mean the goalie box, right? Not even bigger. It's oh. called the 18. It's the box outside ah, of that. Okay. If you foul somebody in there, generally it's believed it's a penalty every time and it goes on the spot you kick it at the goalie it's a one-on-one one-on-one if it's outside of that there's an in that's an indirect kick okay most people don't know you can have indirect kicks inside the box as well as outside they always assume it goes to penalties and some of the best videos in soccer are indirect kicks when they're three feet away from the goal (laughs) and they make a wall of people (laughs) to block out the shot right i want more of them (laughs) okay let's i i think And I encourage people to watch videos of them because they are incredible. But the reason I like it is because I think we need to have a conversation about in soccer quality and severity of fouls. So I was just going to ask you, what makes an indirect kick versus a penalty kick? The severity of the foul, I presume? Yes, it is on the referee's judgment. Oh, wow. That's why most of them just go straight to penalties. Because you're trained, okay, this is where this spot happens. And that's not the perfect answer. There's other answers out there that people can give you. But the idea is you rarely ever see them. They're pretty much non-existent. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to see them come back because not everything has to be a penalty. Right. And I think if you're tugging on a jersey, it's very different than if Sergio Ramos comes and trips you. Right. So I want there to be quality levels because that kind of leads me into another thing of I want players to be punished for activities that they might not be caught doing on the field in the moment, but we see them later. Because one of the things in soccer is too, sorry to kind of flow into a second point here. Soccer, there's only three, there's four refs. Okay. There's the field ref who's running around. He's got the timepiece. He is the general of the field. Got it. And then there's two flags, which are... They're looking for offsides, and sometimes they can catch a foul here and there, but ultimately their goal is to make sure no one's going offsides for fair play. Okay. Then there's the clock manager who stands over for substitutions. He's by the coaches. He's more of your backup facilitator, let's say. Most games that we play here in the U.S., if your kids are playing, they don't have one of those. They can work off of three. So with that, Usually, the general in the middle of the field can only look at so much. Right. And there have been situations where players foul other players and it's never caught. And, of course, the crowd reacts and the ref can't say anything because he didn't see it. it. Right. So I think that some of the most egregious things I've seen on a pitch are when the ref's back is turned. Yeah. You should be able to suspend a player for behaviors that they have on the field, whether it's in the moment or post. So this is suspensions after the game. Exactly. And a lot of people will say, well, you're giving them a yellow card after the game and they're going to keep it. Yeah. Wow. Because I think behavior matters. 
It really, really does. And my next point, I think you'll see like there's or one of my points that's coming up. You're going to see like behavior is a big thing for me as a commissioner in soccer right now. Okay. And the biggest one I think I'll end with. Okay. But for me, I, I do think that's important. I still remember and I do think he got flagged for this, but a notebook fell out of the back pocket of a referee during the FIFA World Cup in 2014 in Brazil. I believe it was through, between Ghana and the U.S., and Clint Dempsey tore it up, so he couldn't find the numbers of the players that he had marked. Whoa. Seriously. There we go. I wow. do believe he got caught, though. But can you imagine that kind of stuff happening yeah. afterward? That's, uh, that's insane. So it's that kind of stuff where <laughs> soccer is almost wow. so unpoliced. Yeah. Players I, can get away with a I'm lot. I'm amazed they have one guy watching everything. Yeah, for the most part. He's running the show. And then the others will kind of keep yeah, track. Yeah, but still. But it's rare that they go to him. Wow. Um, most of the time that's why those refs are so important and that's why they're so picky about who they get because yeah. sometimes they might have to speak two or three languages too oh my like goodness. it's <laughs> wow it's a tough job being a ref okay uh, news flash there <laughs> all right all right i'll, I'll back else? off that okay. one because that was kind of a long one i kind of ran two points together right. shorter cup tournaments was my next one oh. so we have a lot of cups and plates and shields and tourneys all over the place i right. love it yeah. i love that kind of stuff I don't think they have to be as long as they are. Sometimes it takes three to four months to to crown somebody. Wow. I wish we would just have breakout tournaments for like two weeks. Yeah. And it's the Community Shield tournament. It's going for two weeks straight. We pause the Premier League. We go over here. We get that tournament done. Right. It's exciting. They're playing for something mid-tournament. And then you walk away, and for the rest of the season, you get to be referred to as the champions of the That'd Community cool. Shield. That would be cool, yeah. I think it's a little more interesting of – when I'm watching the games, and I think when a lot of people, or when I watch games, I kind of have in mind the calendar. But I think for a lot of people, when you turn on a game, you might not always know what they're playing for. Right. And so we want to have a consistent basis just as playoffs work. The brilliant thing about football is um, soccer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have a point system. So oh. if you win, you get three points. Hockey's the same way. Yeah. So. If you end at the lower end of that, you get relegated. But in tournaments, that's not always the case. So you kind of want to speed it up and make sure they're moving things along so we can get back to the meat and potatoes of the whole season, which is who's advancing, who's relegated, and who's going to stay the same and needs to make some moves to get better. I think that it's purest in its simplest form. Stick to the season, and then when you have competitions, go for it, get it done with. And then leave the big cups, like the Champions League, the Europa League, um, and many more, I guess. Those the World are my two Cup, favorite. Right? Well, World Cup, that's out of season. Oh, that's right. Um, but that's still, right, yeah. like in the middle of the season <clears throat> right. tournaments, Champions League I'm fine with because it's technically a league. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like I would love to see that sped up because it helps the viewers get into it, sure. I think, a little more. Okay. All right. Um, retroactive exp- suspensions was the next one I did. Yep. Okay. This one, I think, is going to be a wild one for you. This is where I I capitalized it with, or I didn't go there quite yet. This is my fourth point, and it has a sub point. Okay. Racism is a huge problem right now. In soccer. In soccer. They're wow. still struggling with it. No kidding. And it's sickening to watch. It is. It's terrible, and a lot of players are getting <clears throat> impacted by it, as well as fans. One of my mom's best friends lives in Italy, not far from the Sansario, where Inter Milan plays. And they can't go to games anymore. It gets too, not wow. not even the racing, just the vile behavior of some fans, right? Wow. 
So this is where I say I'm going to push the line a little bit. I'm going to push the line a little bit. Let's hear it. Cities where racism and or abuse towards players occur um, means that that city or club is rejected to host any tournaments the following year or be included in cup games uh, served through this severe suspension. So basically my idea is, and I typed in very bad English, if we can confirm that there were things being said, whether it's by the team or by the fans, we can uninvite you from a tournament, live moment, or we can uninclude you from future tournament next year. So let's say, for example, you're playing for Arsenal. Arsenal has a pretty nice team usually. Not always at the top of the list, but generally towards the top. They are in the Champions League. If you don't get invited back that next year because of behavior of your fans, it hurts everybody. Oh, yeah. It's not just the team. Because now they don't have that money from next year's tournament to go out and buy better players. Right. So now the fans have lower quality to watch. So eventually you're weeding out guys that are saying, okay, if your fan base is terrible. Yeah. And it's hard for us to sustain based on abuse, racism, behavior. And we keep backing you out of things. We say, we're not interested in having you. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to lose income. It hurts the team. It hurts the players they can bring in. It hurts the product on the field. And eventually, it'll hurt the fans. And I think it's a great way to round out everybody is responsible for the behavior inside that stadium. I love that idea. And I, I think, especially with racism, like zero policy, get rid of that team or do something drastic because most of the players are not playing in their home country. Yeah. Like yeah. almost all of them Probably. are. Yeah. So you just have to have that quality of protecting the players, both health and physically stuff gets thrown on the field. Things can happen. That's amazing. There should be a zero policy for it. Yeah. And for cups, I'm more severe than in tournaments because it's tough to say like team, you're gone for a season yeah. when they're in that league. So I would say you either disinclude them from local cups. Mm-hmm. So like the Community Shield, that's only allowed for English teams. Right. Um, that would be a good example of one. Or the other idea, and I'm dipping into my Ben is a madman <laughs> list, which is you relegate points. Ah. So you could always say, and this is an extreme, extreme thing, where sure. if a team wins a game, but things were done or said or acted upon by a fan base, um, you could take away some of the team's points basically saying, all right, if that's how you want to support your team, this is the support you'll get. And again, that's where I say I'm a bit of a dictator and the power (laughs) is going to my head, but I think it's important to address. It's the biggest talking point in all of sports right now for soccer is this, no um, is, is still racism is a problem. Just, yeah, it's hard. All right. Dipping back onto my Ben is a madman list. Let's hear it commissioner this is my last point okay but i'd love to get your thoughts on this because it dips more into your world than soccer usually would okay soccer like baseball does not have a salary cap oh the richest teams pay for the best players while the other teams pick for the scraps yep if one of those smaller teams gets a good player they're almost always bought out they lose their players so they become like farm systems and they go through the cycle of being relegated they're getting just good enough to get into the top league and then being bought out, and then they go back down. Yep. I would love to see some new teams come up and down. Leicester City winning in 2016. It had a, like a 300 to 1 odd of winning the title. One. That's awesome. Won the whole thing, right? Yeah. So I would love to see a salary cap in FIFA where all teams across Europe, you have a certain amount you can pay for players. Yep. 
so you can only have so many. Because a lot of soccer is rotating players depending on matchup. Yeah. I don't I don't need parity in the team. I need parity of teams. Right. Let's right. spread out that wealth and let's really try to get some competitive nature going because the best teams are routinely always in the title. And it almost steered us into a giant incident where we had Barcelona, PSG, Bayern Munich, Juventus, uh, Inter, AC Milan, uh, Man City, Man United, all of these top-tier teams saying, we'll make our own league where we're always in it together because uh-huh. we basically are already... And the fans revolted and said, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to take account for the amount of money that football can make. Put a salary cap on it yes. and see who is actually good at managing their players. Because most guys buy a, team, buy a player and then they get rid of them the next year because he just didn't work. Like wow. we need to have some stakes in yes. how you run a team. You need to have that. Yes. I mean, you just do. And they do in some sense. But I think a salary cap would be so interesting, mm-hmm. especially in a league that's so deep like the Barclays Premier League where the best players seem to always be on the top four teams and then the rest of the league is just piecing it together, playing great soccer. But let's see what happens if you spread it out. Let's yeah. let's really put players on their merits of, hey, you think you're one of the best players in the world? Go be it on your team. Be yeah, the guy and right. let's see what happens. Well, see, I'm surprised some of the players don't want to do that. A really good player wouldn't want to go to a team that doesn't have any stars and be the guy, right? Yeah, because you want to win cups. Right. That's how your well, legacy goes. Yeah, so you want to give yourself the best opportunity to win. Yeah. Because that's how you're judged. It's like the dream teams we're seeing in the NBA. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's what we've had in soccer for years, oh, right? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. You always want to have like a great midfield core. You want to have a great forward core defense. And there's enough players out there right. where there's always going to be haves and have-nots. But I think spreading it out would be great because the amount of times that I see a bench player come in and there's only 20 minutes left in the game, I'm like, you could have played a full 90 minutes for somebody else and you would have been amazing. Yes. You would yes. have made so much more money because of jersey sales. Yeah. And all this, I think it's in the benefit of the players and the fans and the teams that we'd spread it out a little bit more. So I'm assuming the owners run everything, right? Just like yeah, the and, and there's also the money talks, right? That if you have more money, you can pay more money, and there's just certain people that are taxed out of the market. Uh, and so sure. now only the top elite teams can go get top elite players because they could, they're the only ones with the money to do it. Okay. And so that's where it gets really difficult to look at. And there's always teams like the Cardinals and baseball that develop really well, right. and they always seem to be competitive. And there's teams like that too. Right. But it seems like it's always the same teams, and that's okay for a while. But you need to have a couple Cinderella stories. You need to right. develop some new teams, some new brands, because ultimately – somebody's not going to be in the limelight anymore. Right. And some of these teams have had their day. They need to move on and they need to rebuild and they need the quiet, but there's no carousel of parody. It's always the same. Oh, see, that would drive me crazy because I know even in the sports in in the U S here, when there's a team that is just good year after year after year, yeah, it's cool and everything, but at the same time, it's like, come on, let's let's yeah, let's give let's, another team a chance. Let's see somebody have a new take on it, <laughs> yeah. right? Let's see what happens. Yeah. And and the in te- the leagues that do have the salary caps, like the NFL and things like that, you know that going into every year, many teams could be could yeah. win it. I mean, yeah, absolutely, which is great. I think that's that's keep keeps fans yeah. interested in the whole thing. So exactly, I'm totally in lockstep with you. So that's my list. Okay. Um. So let me ask you this: the and World I'm Cup, sticking to it, because I, I know a, a fair amount about the World Cup. Yeah, um, it's every four years, right? Yeah, just okay. like the Olympics. Just like the Olympics. Um, would you make any changes to that, other than awarding it to a city that 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. pay you money under the table. Yeah, right? no. Let's put AC units in our stadium. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, thank you. Um, oh man. Yeah, I I think if there's any changes to make, yeah, I would redo the lottery system. I think it's important to make sure we're choosing t- places that you almost need a committee to review them before they're even considered. Okay. So like Brazil, the 2014 World Cup, they right. built all those stadiums and almost all of them are empty now, right? <gasps> And the president's like, well, you know, we do have people that are starving, but we'd rather have the World Cup. Yeah. You shouldn't have even been able to put a ticket in. So let's, you know, I know it kind of makes us say like, okay, well, who theoretically could have it? Well, it might be the UK three times in 60 years. I don't care. Like, we need to make sure this is not, we are standing on the good of football. We're not standing on the good of everybody in the world, even though somebody's going to make some money and somebody's not. We need to go to where it best serves us and the community to kind of play and to perform the game that we all love. Right. So for me, it's it's just like the Olympics. There's a reason you don't have the Summer Olympics in the middle of Qatar. Right. It's the same thing with soccer. You just you have to treat the game with more respect than that. Yeah. And I know they tried, but there's a lot of sins that went into that building that World Cup, and a yeah. lot of people died constructing those those places. That's and, terrible. Um, that's that's just yeah, awful. Uh, yeah. Or if anything, I would say like, <clears throat> and this is maybe one that goes on my harebrained ideas list. Maybe you elect stewards for decades, and you say, okay, mm. over the next ten years, yeah, all tournaments are going to be overseen by these five places: Germany, right. France, Italy, uh, let's say Poland, and maybe Slovakia. And so all of like the major tournaments from the U, um, the U twelve, all the way up to U nineteen and twenty. Uh, World Cups into the World Cup itself, the Women's World Cup, all of it is contained within the stewards, and then right. we nominate stewards over the next couple of years right. to oversee it, and there's balance. Because I think one of the biggest flaws in tournaments, at least in the FIFA just overall, is many times, I will say the upcoming one between U.S., Canada, and Mexico, right. uh, when you have more than one brain going towards it, it's harder to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy for just the wrong minds to get in front of it with all the power in the world behind them right. to really go in a direction that's really destructive towards the sport. And now FIFA's left to pay the bill. Right. So I would I would say you need to select stewards or you need to get somebody there to double-check power because FIFA isn't doing it. I would certainly do it, but they wow. clearly aren't. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... And it can't be cheap, right? I mean, to host something like that, I mean, it's oh, like hosting God, yeah. the Olympics, millions of dollars. Yeah, I think there was a couple billion put oh, into the last one. Yeah, and it's like, you know, what city is going to want to pony up that money? And then, yeah, you Country, get the tour. yeah. Like, yeah. spread it all out. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I do that's like a the, hard one to swallow. Yeah. I do like the fan. idea of them spreading it out for the next one where it's yeah. Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., but at the same time, it's like, is that is that take away some of the excitement? Yeah. Probably. Some, Probably. But, well, yeah. and I think like North America, it's you almost need like the draw of, of Mexico in there because the U.S. has right. traditionally not been a soccer country, right. even though we've had the World Cup before. Yeah. But like I would love to see England just have it. They have yeah. enough stadiums. They can do it. France did a really nice job, I thought, overall, you know, in comparison to some of the other cups we've seen, like right. Brazil's. Um, Germany would do a great job. Italy, I think, would be outstanding. Yeah. They just need to work on their housing, but you could pull in boats like they did in, sure. for um, oh, right. the Guitar. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did that too. Yeah. But like the Olympic Village was on right. the water. So you could do that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. as well. 
But I think that there's ways around it. But I, I do think you need to start picking the heads and saying like, okay, these are countries that are stable. They're safe. They consistently have, we have good faith with them. We're not just going to stick it all of a sudden in the middle of Chad, Africa. Love them. <laughs> right. But like we yeah. need to have some sort of like connection with those countries in a way that we know if we give them this job, yeah. they're going to come through. And there's a lot of countries that don't fit the bill right now. Yeah. And that's why I would redo the lottery entirely. And I almost make sure they get vented before they can put a ballot in. It's on its own. Okay. You're still the commissioner. Oh, you God. only have a few minutes left. Wow. All right. <laughs> but I do want to say one thing that you could change. Yeah. What What is the most broken thing with FIFA, if anything? And that would be the one thing you change, fix, take out, put in, whatever. Oh, God. That's what hard. What would you say? I mean, the most broken thing about FIFA is FIFA as a whole. Like, all the way through it, there is just money under the table, corruption, lying. Just, it's, there's no, <clears throat> no respect towards fans. What or, fixes that, though? Does anything fix that? Probably dis dismantling it. Dismantling it and starting over with something else? Yeah, or you have, like, commissioners of Barclays Premier League, and they all convene together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like we do have we have here with like football, like the Big Ten versus the Pac twelve versus right. the SEC. Like you individualize all of those markets so that they have to come together to continue that product. It's more balanced, I think. And obviously there's gonna be some that are more powerful than others. Like most people say that the SEC runs football right, right. now. Yeah, and that's kind of, in, yeah, yeah, in a way. They do. And then yet the Big Ten has some of the most premier teams and then you go over right. to the Pac twelve and everyone's got something for yeah, the most part. To give. Yeah. So and that's the same idea with, with soccer, right? Barclays has the biggest best league, but La Linga has in Spain has probably the most premier leagues, like the teams that everyone knows, Real Madrid, Barcelona, sure. Seville, yeah. Um Atletico Madrid. And then you go to Italy and they don't have the same high quality, but they still have these teams that just knock out with defense from AC Milan, Inter, um, Napoli just won the tournament or just won this year. Uh, Juventus, Roma, go to Germany. They got all these teams. Like people have enough yeah. where they could lean on it and say like we are a quality investment on our own. Yeah. And then when we all come together and share and we each have an individual represent representative, this might be better. But yeah, I just don't think FIFA is functional enough to represent everybody in one office. Right. Everyone needs their own representation, and they need to come together. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that, Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I yeah. got one more in there. I thought <laughs> no. they were going to run me out. <laughs> I think I hear the hooligans. Yeah, well, we'll see how things play out. I mean, I'm, I'm not holding my breath that they're going to change, make some of these drastic changes, yeah. but you never know. Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility because FIFA's lost the ear of a lot of people. Yeah. And well, I, I think, think that's, that's the that's the main thing is people are just look turning the other way now saying enough. Yeah, of that. they Barclays and and the teams themselves seem to have more power than FIFA, and they yeah. seemingly always have. But they respected yeah. the word of them, right. and that's gone away. That's gone away. And when yeah. you lose the voice, it's like the NCAA. We're yeah. we're at the verge here where we're probably gonna in our lifetime we're gonna see the NCAA dissolve in some manner. Yes, right from what they sh were designed to be, and I think mm -hmm. FIFA will be the same thing where. It will start to dissolve um, as more powerful people move to where the money naturally is, which is within the teams. But then yeah. what happens to the teams? Right. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's a great social experiment. <laughs> like I said, I like to push boundaries. Yeah, um, you do. But it is a tough situation that soccer's in right now. And uh, thank God they're the biggest sport in the world because, man, if they were – 
in the situation we're here in the United States, yeah. where it's one of the smaller ones and kind of growing, yeah. if FIFA had their hands clawed deep the way they Ooh. do over here, Ouch. I mean, they're still here, yeah. but we'd be it'd we'd be, be up in arms. It'd be tough. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, any parting thoughts before my reign has ended? <laughs> no, I think that was great. I'm glad to get your take on things, oh. and we'll see what, what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Watch, <laughs> watch out. People are coming. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.